what's up, what's up, y'all? This is your host with the most. So have a toast. Lita Johnson. Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, man. The Eagles signed Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack, who are they? Time to learn. What they do is, I mean, my last podcast, so I talked about the Eagles, um, blind depth chart, and that now things have changed. Um, that was just one position that there was no experience. There's no starting experience. I mean, you look at safety, and people are still talking Buda Baker, whatever safety, all right? But Terrell Edmonds has been a starter for a minute. Justin Evans has started games. was a high draft pick. You know, he was a second-round pick. Uh, one of the best safeties in the draft, one of the best secondary players in that draft. Um, Reed Blankenship proved himself. Very productive college football player, very productive. And and proved himself. I mean, there's nothing to say. He's he's there's nothing you can say. Reed Blankenship could start right now, I'd be very satisfied. Um Kevon Wallace. When he was drafted, he was one of the top secondary players in his draft. Uh top safeties. Um Drafted with high expectations and hasn't really met him to the Eagles standards. It hasn't met him. He just hasn't been that guy. Now, last year, there was a breakthrough. Another guy, there was a lot of people that had career years as free agents, career years as Eagles, but Kevon Wallace was another guy who had a, another year. It, it got to the point where it was really ridiculous because people didn't even want to hear if he was doing anything good. Oh, Kavon, like Kevon was really that bad. I mean, he just, you expected him to be better. He was just a, a decent safety. Now he looks like a good safety. He looks like a starting safety from the camp, from what he did last year when he had to come in and start, and he started games. Then you have the other guy, Sidney Brown. This is a a very, very highly talked about draft pick, a super productive safety in college. And if you're going to go off what the Eagles have done to improve players, um, undrafted players that that did – you have to be excited about Sidney Brown being a young player to develop with this Eagles team. This is now, but now let's go to the linebackers. Before it was just Nicobe Dean, Morrow, and, and Reddick, and then he was like, okay, Bradley's a Pro Bowler as a special teamer. But where do you go? Where does that go with depth? I mean, you know, he had a good camp, but you know, really, you're looking for something to, you know, because cause what if this is a what if Dean thing and Morrow or whatever and you don't have no good or something's going wrong, you need some depth. That's the Eagles thing now. They they they, they really focus on depth. They're, they're doing like Jay Wright used to do with Villanova. Once he won that 2016 championship and saw what got him there, he stuck with it. And I think the Eagles are sticking with 2018. that They had depth, but they didn't have depth like they had last year. Per se, I mean, they, they had some guys, but they did have Mac Hollins with um, Aguilar and Jeffrey and um, and Tory Smith. And then you had Selick and and Zach Ertz. I mean, they they had some depth there. You know, you look at Legarrette Blunt and Jay Ajayi, and, and then they had Corey Clement. All right, and then you look at the lines. By the time you got to the conference championship, you realized the Eagles had the best offensive line in football. You know, they had um, Mills and Darby. At the time, Darby was definitely elite. Listen, Darby was last hurrah. He was injuries too much, but Darby was an elite guy. You don't, you didn't, they didn't like throwing over there. Mills would just beat you up. He was a solid 
good cornerback. And then you had other guys. I mean, they, they had every answer you needed on their team from Malcolm Jenkins and, and Rodney McLeod, the best, if not the best safety tandem in the league that year. Um, they had everything. Barnett was a great rookie that year. Came in, boom. Same noise you're hearing about Davis' first year. Well, Barnett's first year was real good. It really, really proved that he could be a future piece. And injuries just caught up in coaching changes, whatever. But now, let's look at the depth. Let's go right back to the depth, linebacker. Morrow, uh, they say he's not having an impressive camp. We'll see what happens. I just don't we'll, – we'll see what happens. You know, um, I don't think um, – that's, that's interesting. I'm not saying that he could, looking at the signings, that he is a lock. But I think the experience of what he's done, unless he's really showing he can't mesh with that defense, like that, that's the only way I see that happening. Because the Eagles need depth. What would they let him go for if he just didn't show on both sides? Like, it's just, it's, that's, you know, I mean, by both sides, the special teams and starting. But uh, how he couldn't be depth. You know, you say he don't make the start lineup, but he don't see him as depth because he's not costing you much. But, you know, so I, I just want to see how that goes. It's very interesting to see how that, but it could go that way. But um, Zach Cunningham, let's talk about Zach Cunningham first. Zach Cunningham, 6'3", 238. All right. A player of... um. I say I give a lot of um, – Zach was a second-round pick um, from the gate. From the gate, coming in, he played uh, inside linebacker. Um, 16 games played, 13 starts. He had 90 tackles. He had five tackles for a loss. First, first year, one sack, you know, playing around, you know, the um, – Texans have always, you know, having, you know, T.J. Watt. I mean, excuse me, J.J. Watt. That was his brother. Um, But he was a guy that showed six pass defenses. I mean, this is your rookie. 2018, started 14 games. Remember, he came in the gate starting. His second-round pick and earned that starting job. That's the first thing you got to look at. 13 games started his first year, 16 games played. Told you 90 tackles, right? You go to the second year, um, 14 games played, 14 started. So, you know, he, that means he was the opening day. He was the starter coming into the season. One interception, you know, um, five pass defense, two forced fumbles, 107 tackles, three, three, four, three, four loss. Very promising. Then you go to the 2019 year, 142 tackles, seven, four loss, two fumble recoveries. 16 games played, 16 started. This is all Houston. 16 games played, 16 games started for 2020. 164 tackles. In 2019, there was 142 tackles. So I had to go back because, think about that. 142 tackles, 99 solo. Next year, he goes to 164. He goes from two sacks to three sacks. He stays around the ball. Another forced fumble. A guy that can get his hands on the ball. 106 solo tackles in 2020. 164 combined, 106 solo. 
This is all being a middle linebacker. I mean, um, it gets um, yeah, a situation in Houston which got him, you know, um, away from that team. Um, Texans waived him. <laughs> you know, they just waived him. Who knows what happened? You know, there, there are things to that. But we're going on talent base. I mean, he violated team rules, so, he, you know, he, he got benched. Um, then you're talking about him playing with the Titans. He's with the Titans, right? Picked up. He was having a good year with the Texans, too. Six, seven tackles at the time. I mean, and we're talking about 2021, where he had 93 tackles. Between two teams, he had 93 tackles, seven, four loss, three passes defense. One force fumble. This guy started 11 games at 14. You know, he he, he started 7 to 10, you know, had the problem with Houston. And then when he went to Tennessee, he was start, starting. Then he was 20-22. He just got hurt. Cunningham sees a good opportunity. I think this is a out of all the signings in which I think that eventually Morrow would have to, you know, really be out there fighting. I mean, if we're really talking about Morrow, let's talk about Morrow. Let's put him, you know, because that's another guy that that doctor I said they talk about his camp, what's going on, um, things they're saying, right? But let's talk about where he's at. As a guy that, what did he do? He was an undrafted free agent. And ever since he's come in the league, he has been a producer. Ever since. We're talking about with Oakland, they had 60 tackles. Next year, 43. Next year, 73, 78. Went up, 116. When he got his chances to start, he didn't start like these guys. Just think if he might have got those chances to start. We'll be talking that. But anyway, Jack Cunningham is the guy to look at that could really – I mean, we're going to go to Miles Jack. Yes, Miles Jack is that guy. Uh, he, he was a guy I looked at big time. Miles Jack. Miles Jack is – I'm a fan of Miles Jack. He's a, he's a damn – this is what makes it such a great signing because people were always saying that Philadelphia – people were questioning Miles Jack. If he's good, you know, a lot of people were, they was questioning him. Questioning Miles Jack. You know, some people were, some people, uh, I mean, I mean, I question Miles Jack. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I mean, Morrow, question Miles question Nicholas Morrow. Even when we had Nicholas Morrow, people were saying, well, you know, is he good enough? And then they were all talking about another linebacker. So that's two problems that they both they just solves because if, if things don't go right then they got that guy now if we're talking about miles jack and and the, the legacy of miles jack i'm just talking about coming in coming in the league he was considered one of the top 10 players in the draft miles jack was the you know i mean 36 player drafted but he was considered that good. It was just, you know, Miles Jack, unbelievable, unbelievable talent. You know, Jack came in on injuries, and, you know, he fell. Now I'm talking about his talent is different. And we talk about what he had. 
We want to talk about Miles Jack coming into the league. Listen, Miles Jack, also another guy, started 10 games out of 16. He only had 24 tackles, and, and you can tell, you know, it was a learning curve. Jacksonville has been good. <laughs> They've been trying. They're seeing the sunlight now with Doug Peterson who saved them. But, no, Jacksonville has been trying to be good for years. But Miles Jack was a bright spot. The second year is when 90 tackles came, 5-4 loss, you know, um, and 16 games started, 16 games, you know, played. Uh, 16 games started, 16 played, 16 out of 16 again the next year, having 107 tackles, 2.5 sacks, forcing fumbles, interception, touchdown. Then the next year, 66 tackles. That's because he started 11 out of 11. You know, it goes down now. Uh, four pass defenses, six, six tackles, like I said, three um, tackles for a loss. Look at 2020, 118 tackles, six tackles for a loss. He's still Miles Jack. They five pass defense, two fumble recoveries, an interception. Miles Jack is another guy that can really cover. Um, 108 tackles, 15 games played. Last year for Pittsburgh, 104 tackles, started 13 out of 15. A consistent four times he's gotten. I mean, he started from the gate. That's one thing about him and Cunningham they have in, con- in common. Since they came in, both second-round picks, even though Jack was projected, he's a top-ten talent in that draft. Both have started their first year. Multiple. We're not just talking about, you know, uh, two, three games. You know, coming in, starting like Morrow did, having to earn it as an undrafted guy. That's why I say these three guys were more talented this year. I mean, excuse me with the weird, you know, I'm an Eagle fan. But the Eagles are more talented this year than they were last year on paper at linebacker. Um, now, if you keep Morrow, my thing is, can if, if, if it's crazy. I don't. I'm just trying to look at the situations, you know, because I remember one of my uh, Jody Madcap made a, um, a comment about. Um, was it Jaquan Jared? Excuse me, Jacquees Tart, a guy that we signed, thinking he would come in there and at least be with the team. He, he wasn't; just wasn't good enough. Guys beat him out. There were guys that took over his spot that ended up being better because because depth was there. I don't see so many guys on one linebacking corpse in the NFL that have this, you know, either starting potential or hundred tackles tackle seasons or imp- Morrow's improving. He hit his career high year last year. If he's that bad, then he's not good for any team. If he's not good to at least make the Eagles or, you know, like I say, th- there's a lot of things about special teams. Some guys just can't play special teams, but I don't see that this year. Now it's a very exciting time to think about Zach Cunningham's the type of guy that can, can make the team we talk about Miles Jack. I'm not saying he would make it over Miles Jack, but if you look at the uh, Jack, would be the guy they're really zeroing on. Put him next to you know, if it's a three-four scheme, and you got four, you got generally four linebackers. Jack, I think, would be the guy with so much talent. But Zach Cunningham, you cannot sleep on this guy. The Eagles need another linebacker to be on the side to do things is that Cunningham is a player that can. Then you got Miles Jack. It's just going to be real hard. Tampa's going to be fun to see if these two guys both play good. And I think they do. 
And then you got Morrow. This has to put Morrow and let, let's do it for him because they, they can keep four linebackers along with Nolan Smith, five. They can do that. <laughs> they can do what they want. If these guys turn out, because that is great depth to have. If Morrow's backing up, if Cunningham's backing up, if Jack's backing up, you know one thing's for sure. You're on a winning team. So you have a one-year deal. You have a deal to prove you're at least healthy, fall back with the winning team, learn, get involved. Lots of things that can happen with these guys making the team. Um, Sean Bradley is the other guy I say. I think it'll be six. I think it'll be six linebackers because Sean Bradley's such a good special teams player. You need that guy. Kyron Johnson, another good special teamer. What happens now? Like, See, those are the two things that make it if Morrow can't make the start lineup, is it between Morrow and Cunningham? Can they both make it? I mean, they can, but will both of them show out on special te- on special teams? That's what we need to see because Nolan Smith can play special teams. Miles um, Jack, there's no possibility. Miles Jack is, is there's no I'm not, excuse me. There's no certainty that Miles Jack is going to start. You still got Morrow there. You still got um, Dean is hurt right now, and you got Reddick. Now, if Miles Jack comes in there and shows it, yeah, he will be the starter. Then, then we're looking at who makes it between Morrow and Cunningham. I think Morrow can be a special team guy. A guy, any guy that can tackle 116 in one year, I think that could leave Morrow as a guy that is, is a backup. But then you have Sean Bradley, who is your essential Big time special team. I think that's. I think six of them make. I think six linebackers make it. I think six linebackers definitely, definitely make it. Whether the Eagles sign a defensive end, I don't think they would need to, because what if they keep seven and keep Kyron Johnson, and let Nolan Smith be that guy that goes to the edge and and, and plays in. I don't think. Who knows if he plays defensive end for the rest of his career. But one thing's for sure, he can move up to the end and play that part. I mean, when you got pass rushers like that on your team, you can say, and it's like Patrick Patrick Johnson's another guy. Like, that's that's eight guys we're looking at, essentially. Then you got Ellis, that's nine. They're not going to keep nine on the roster. So, but I think seven is is for sure. I think um, we'll see where Patrick Johnson is. Uh, if he makes it, you put it, might put him on a practice squad. Philadelphia's notorious at that. Um, but I think they keep seven for the simple fact you can drop Nolan Smith down to defensive to, to the um, as a, as an edge rusher, and he won't. You know you're gonna need him, and then Bradley will be a, and Johnson are good special teams guys. I think that could happen. Um, looking at the defensive line. And just name a defensive player, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Jalen Carter, and Cox. Then there's Derek Barnett. There's Milton Williams. There's Catavia Street. There's uh, Marlon Tiopoloto, right? And so you're looking at right there, that's eight. But is that where you go? Janarius Robinson, they're liking him. Does he make it along with Derek Barnett? That means it's nine. Is it going to be nine and seven? Is it going to be six? Is that going to be sixteen of it, or will it be eight and seven? Because you got Nolan uh, Smith, 
and you feel like, well, we can put Janarius Robinson on his practice squad. They, they, the Eagles have been notorious at doing that, keeping depth on the practice squad. When somebody gets hurt, they can go right in the practice squad and get somebody. They've been notorious at that. So and now you're looking at Josh Andrews comes back. The Super Bowl, he has a ring. He's back with the Eagles. Josh Seals is um he beat he, no no he, he, uh, he's acquitted of the case. He beat that case and now he's back. He proven innocent. Glad he was proven innocent. You know, so it's, it's, it's crazy enough. You're still gonna always have that tag to your name. Somebody will hear that and automatically call you guilty. Automatically call you guilty. You know, it's it's, it's one of those type. That's why I say when people lie on people, it's just so dirty. You know, like wow. You know, but um, he's back. He's an interior lineman type of guy with Andrews that can play guard. They have experience playing that guard. Uh, Seals highly looked at by the staff. They liked him. Um, he was on the roster. Okay, he was on the roster, and you have to take into account who Jeff Stalin is. He doesn't have anybody just on there. He's just not getting people off undrafted free agent. He grooms. He's the best. So you have to know that this depth is what they had. They have this depth. They have this depth. And so now with the depth, what it does is it brings a lot. It brings a lot to the table for the Eagles on, on the offensive line side. Because you still got Brett Toth who can play tackle and guard. You still got Tyler Stane who can play tackle and guard. Now you got Seals and Andrews there who can play inside also. We talk about Andrews is big because he's gonna so now you got a backup center. Uh Roderick Johnson and Fred Johnson are two of the guys who you look at in a in a big mold that they have the talent. And then you got tre- Trevor Reed, an athletic Trevor Reed. It's, it's a real fun camp. I've never in my I've, I've watched the Eagles since at least 1990. I mean, when Cunningham in 91, I mean, the Eagles, when Cunningham came out, he was something special. Being an Eagle fan, seeing him, he was my first uh, Philadelphia Eagles star. I, 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 you know, him and Bo Jackson were my first two stars looking at in football. And now you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and you look at this team. And you look at the where Philadelphia Eagles are right now. I've never seen them this deep, this young, deep and this young. It's one thing to be, you know, have good seasons. I mean, McNabb, it was some good seasons with Philly. Uh, the, the, uh, looking at the talented team, 2005, they, they had a great talented team with T.O. I still never seen a receiver play quite like T.O., even though A.J. Brown plays so great last year. It's my second AJ, the, the season by T.O., the season by A.J. Brown, and the season by Urban Fryer are the top three um, first season by Urban Fryer, the top three years I've seen a Philadelphia Eagle receiver have that was just unbelievable. I mean, it was so good to see Urban Fryer. You know, if Arkansas Fred was good, but Urban Fryer was, you know, he was like, oh, it's the first time you've seen it. Fred Barnett had a Pro Bowl year. Had a good year. You know, Urban Fryer, you know, brought that back. Um, A.J. Brown is just the best receiver. And fo- you can't tell me anything. I seen Justin Jefferson. I'm sorry. You know why? Because I seen Justin Jefferson get shut down by uh, Darius Slate. That didn't happen to A.J. Brown all year. He got 
Darius Slay shut him down. And it's another reason why my argument, he's the best cornerback in football. How can people not say he is when the guy that they call the best receiver in football got shut down by Darius Slay? And he had a Pro Bowl season that year. Like, he's really that good. And then you look at James Bradbury, and James Bradbury did so good. He did better than Slay last year, and that's unbelievable. So you can't say they got the top two cornerbacks. They don't want to say that. I know Tariq Woolen did what he did. I know Richard, Richard, uh, well, no, Jalen Ramsey did what, you know, whatever. Not Jalen Ramsey, but, um, um, well, yeah, yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Um, there are guys playing, man. But I tell you what, you look at what the Eagles did and, and what the cornerbacks accumulated last year. You can say whatever you want about a schedule, but what they do to players can't be denied. And the consistent basis, no matter who they're playing. And then you look at what they've been in their career. What have they been? What type of team has this been in their career? Like, look at that. Like, excuse me. Excuse me, the type of players... They've been Bradbury and Slay. And then they come to Philly and do this and then go to the Super Bowl. And what they did last year, how can you deny them being the best one and two corners in football? I know Sauce Gardner had a good year, but he's young. He's just doing it. These guys have put in work already. And they come to this, to last year, and lead this team to a Super Bowl. Not only that, this is the best out of any of them, if you go back to when the Eagles had Troy Vincent and Sheldon Brown, I mean, not Troy Vincent, Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown, okay? Their team went to a Super Bowl, right? All the, I mean, they never had years together like that, that Slay and Bradbury had. Then you look at um, Mills and Darby, or of course, no, they – you know, they were a good – they were one of the best in the league, but you're talking about a top 10, maybe even top 15 cornerback tandem in their, in, their, in their year. And then you're talking about Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor. They didn't even to the Super Bowl. They had, you know, some good years, but there's not been a cornerback duo that played like they did last year. And then let them to what they were at. No matter what schedule you're trying to look at, a team has to win. And they did, and they did that in a dominant fashion. These weren't listen. This team showed where they're at. Now you look at this team now, and going back to Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack, it just gives them something. I mean, there's so many things you can do. You can throw Nolan Smith and and um, Hassan Reddick in there with the three four, right? And you say you got Cox, Sweat, and 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 Jordan Davis. Or Cox, Sweat, and um Carter, right there, right? With Nolan Smith and Reddick coming up to the edge. But then you still got Miles Jack and McCobe Dean. Or Zach Cunningham and McCobe Dean. Zach Cunningham or Merle. They can actually really switch up something. Things can really switch up the way they want to switch. You can put a guy in there. He's not starting, but he can get snaps to give guys breaks and rests. I mean, that's scary to look at if you can really 
I think the guy who will get the most snaps at linebacker will be Dean and, and Smith. And there's so many other ways they can throw people in now. I mean, Jack and Cunningham and Morrow could play anywhere on the, on the linebacking core. I think that is just a good, good deal where they can, you know, switch it up sometimes. This it, that is a I've never seen that part because they have starting experience. These guys have been starting for a couple of years, and you got Morrow, same thing, not as much, but he started throughout. You know, from his first year going down, and you know, if he had five starts one year, I mean, he, he came in, then he earned his keep. So let's just see how this goes. If they keep seven, I'm telling you, they could eventually. You look at those guys I'm talking about with um, Jack and Dean and Reddick, and now Cunningham, and Morrow is five. And Bradley, I would say six. If, I, if I'm choosing six linebackers, I got to see Morrow lose his job for you to be able to have guys like that that can start, and he can eventually be a backup if he's not starting. Let's just say Morrow don't start, and they got Jack and Cunningham taking you know the, those snaps from him, but he's a backup, man. He's your backup. This guy has started and is 116 tackles and 11 losses, 11 tackles for loss last year, and you won't put him on a backup? That's different. And when you know you, they can put Kyron, maybe they can put Kyron Johnson on the practice squad. You could put, um, looking at Patrick Johnson. I mean, it's just a lot of things that can happen. Patrick Johnson was playing good too, so. This is big. Patrick Johnson got hurt. So did Dean. So they signed two linebackers. This is something to look at. We'll, we'll see how it all goes. Now it's a competition. Anybody, we'll see how it goes. But I think seven is, is seven at the most, six at the least. Seven at the most, six at the least. Um... This is real interesting. It really is. I'm just thinking about, and then the offensive line, just thinking about, there's two things that have happened. He's back on the active roster. Will he be cut? Because that also can be strange if somebody's already thinking of him as a guy that, you know what I'm saying, this and that, and they might want to bring him back, then cut him. But to think about it, they could have just cut him right there. They could have just been like, look, he's gone with the team. He's done. They could have did that. They didn't have to. They didn't have to sugarcoat nothing. Usually, when a team don't want you and something happens, they just cut you. So, listen, Seals is not. That's another thing. A guy has to be good to, you know, go into that. Like, oh, we like Seals. You know, grown with the team, grown with the players, grown with Stoutland, grown with Sirianni, to be like, yeah, we still gonna roll with him. That is unbelievable. Um, then you, like I say, Andrews and Dennis Kelly. You get these guys who not only been and started with other teams and started different positions, they've been with the organization. Andrews, Kelly, both been with the organization before. Very comfortable with the organization. Philadelphia is looking to really win their Super Bowl. They're trying to patch up everything. I think they're comfortable with the safety. I think people, look at the safeties. Blankenship is a man from the from when he started getting in and contributing to starting to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's he's made plays in the playoffs, man. He's a good – he's a dog. 
And then you got Terrell Edmonds. He's a dog, man. Justin Evans, and, and then you got Greedy. Everybody's not going to make it. We'll see what happens. Because Goodrich could knock Greedy Williams out. Zach Cunningham could knock Morrow out. Let's just talk about that. Let's just talk about how many people could be knocked out. Barnett, I don't see nobody knocking him out right now. I just don't think. I think with the, the, the restructuring of the contract and just looking at the defensive line, like who is showing up and it's, and it's that deep to like, you know, it's a couple of guys and, oh, man, Barnett might not make it because these couple of guys are so good. I don't see that. Um in the linebacking court, there's still a Christian Ellis question. Will he – I think he'll make the practice squad for sure, but will he – he's not going to start if he makes it. Uh, is he going to be that good to be a special teams player that will override somebody? Is that going to be his M.O.? Is that going to be like that? That's the thing to look at. Um, is Ellis going to make it right now? They signed two linebackers for them to sign two linebackers, then that has to be different. You signing two linebackers, you sign two linebackers instead of like, like I see you sign one, then you're like, okay, Ellis is doing good. We expect no, Ellis is a guy I think will end up making special teams again. He's just been a good player. I, I don't, I don't, with two linebackers being signed and not one, like you just, I'm just going to sign Miles Jack, bring him in. <laughs> and, you know, Dean's hurt. But no, they're not thinking like that, man. They're not thinking like that. That last, that, that six, that last linebacker spot, I think, will be their special teams guy. Uh, Bradley is just so good in the locker room. How do you leave Bradley alone when you got a guy that's the, basically the leader of the special teams? How do you even say no to a guy that that made the Pro Bowl? You know, as a as a special teams player. Like I don't I don't really get that one. I don't, yeah. That one's different. And then we got um coming up. It's it's, it's real interesting now. It, it gets really interesting. Now camp is big. I think they'll out of all the guys, you're gonna get a, a good assembly of very elite defense now. It's time for people to start looking at the safety position with more respect. There's nothing you can say. Maybe who's playing there. Maybe Evans is playing. He's solid, but you hear Kavon Wallace and you got Blankenship. Seems like Blankenship and Evans are going to be the starters, and you're trying to see who's going to make it. Uh, Sidney Brown's right there, and Kavon Wallace. If there's four guys, and those are the four guys, and Evans is number five. Um, but if Evans is that good, now you're looking for special teams players. Who's going to, you know, Evans could be that guy. Then you're looking at cornerbacks. I mean, Kelly Ringo and Zach McPherson, that's five for sure, after Maddox and Slay and Bradbury. Then you're like Greedy Williams and Mario Goodrich. This, this, is, this is a battle. Josh Job, this is a battle. Will it, be, will it be six or will it be seven? I mean, Job is getting a lot of respect, but Goodrich is in there playing, you know, he, but he could be another practice squad guy, and Job could make it sick. I think Job right now, is the guy um, 
that's going to make it right now. I'm just, what I'm hearing, looking at, it seems like it's Job over Greedy right now. And then Goodrich, you know, we'll, we'll see if Greedy is a, is a special teams player. Will he be that guy? Were they the guys they signed? Will they put him on special teams? Will they put they put Morrow there if he didn't make it? I mean, you never know. I mean, it's really interesting to see how this would turn out. It's, it's interesting. So, yeah, man, I had to come through breaking Zach Cunningham. Give y'all the scoop, Eagle fans. It's not a game, man. I, I, you're looking at the best teams in the league. And, ah, man, you add Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham to a, a, a defensive a defensive room. The defensive guys in there from Brandon Graham and Cox and um, Sweat and Milton Williams and Tia Pelo. These, these are all, we talk about guys that also were big time guys in their colleges and come in here and still produce. I really am big on Tia Pelo too. Uh, I'm sorry, he, he had his sack last year but then got hurt. I just think he's a – I really want to see how this turns out and how defensive, you know, how things are going. I, I, that's a guy I'm looking to see him come up. I think Street is in there. But I think Tia Pelotu, if, if he turns to the next level and, and be as productive as Street and Williams and, and continue from last year, this is a big time. Then Barnett comes with his same talent. He brings that. That's a That defensive line is, is really – Jesus, what can you say about them? And then I just want to know how how good are they? Is Janarius Robin really Robinson really that good? A lot of people are voting on Noah Ellis uh, to make it. I mean, he's he's a big guy. Mauro Jomo, don't forget about him. He's another guy that they are looking at. Jomo is athletic. Um, he. They're big on is the athleticism. A lot of things can happen. Look, that, that, that last spot, I keep on saying that they could just go with an extra linebacker because they got Smith. Or they could get a Jomo, Janarius Robinson, Ellis are three games to watch. Just three names to watch. That's all it is. You see how things go. Um, this is going to be a good defense. Will they duplicate what they did last year? I think they'll get close. It's hard to say duplicate when when you're talking about numbers. I think they'll get close. If they don't get 70-something sacks, they'll get like 60. They'll definitely get 60. 60 is going to be the the least this team is going to get. They just got to – 60 is definitely where they're going to be at. They're going to get a lot of takeaways. They're going to force some fumbles. Um, last year, that was their MO. Sacks, takeaways, they did everything. And, and you can say what you want about a, like I say about a record, but nobody does that good. <laughs> the Eagles, okay, what was their ranking of their record? Let's go to all the teams that had rankings like that. Okay, can we go to see any, nobody had a team like the Eagles? Okay, so we're talking about a team that showed you just how good they were and went to the Super Bowl. They beat everybody. They beat Dallas that year. They beat everybody that was supposed to be good. They beat Dallas once that year. They say, just say Cooper Rush all you want, but there were Dallas fans calling for Dak Prescott's job, and Cooper Rush looked better than Dak Prescott in his prime of the year. I mean, 
he was, you know, uh, look what Dak Prescott did. So he can't get on Cooper. You just got, you got, he just got folded once he met the Eagles. The Eagles do that to every backup. Brock Purdy got hurt. He wasn't getting hurt with nobody. He was the toughest guy on the field. All the stuff talked about, he was tough, taking hits. But when the Eagles got to him, when Hassan Reddick got to him, changed the game. Changed the game. Kansas City, that I understand that game, but the, Kansas City was running. We had them running. I mean, the Eagles, excuse me. Let me analysts can't be doing that. And we, I had them, listen, the Eagles had them running. And then they lost. That was a good game. Exciting game. I mean, you know, so the Eagles proved themselves in every fashion, proved themselves against Kansas City, proved themselves against Dallas, proved themselves against San Francisco when they was talking all this mess about San Francisco. This team was super deep. It was that good. Like, teams were getting it. They were trying to score on these teams. Philadelphia would just score more if they didn't stop you. They were that good. And then, yes, Hurts would have got MVP if he wouldn't have got hurt. Yeah, we all know that. I mean, because he was just so phenomenal as a new phenomenal player. You know, um, looking at yeah, Mahomes, he's done that before. And But, but what he was doing this year, it was definitely phenomenal. He deserved the MVP. Um, it was phenomenal, man. You win it on one leg. You win it on a hurt leg. You, um just being phenomenal, but in that football, in that Super Bowl game, he didn't look better than Jalen Hurts. The defense collapsed. I mean, there, there was nothing spectacular that was going on. People were wide open. I mean, Jalen would have loved that game. And they still, and, and Kansas City was playing tougher than we were on defense, like than the Eagles were on defense. You look at that game, the second half was a totally different game, totally different defense. I mean, look at the passes that were being caught. These were not challenging passes. These was straight through the middle, right to them. Like, it was just a bad defensive play calling game in the second half. So now the Eagles have to, I think the Eagles have the the, the recipe for success. Everybody talking who they're going to lose to, uh, who they're going to win to, you know, who, what they're going to win, who they're going to lose to. Okay, we got Kansas City. I think they can be they almost beat Kansas City last year in the Super Bowl. You think that won't happen this year? I think the Eagles get their revenge. The thing is, who is gonna beat they're not gonna be undefeated. Someone's gonna beat them. I just don't know who. They're that good to the point we can say, man, we just gotta see who beats them. I think they lose three games this year. I think they lose three games this year. That is it. I don't know who. I can't tell you because anybody, any given Sunday, I mean, they lost to Washington. Anybody can lose. It's hard to win straight games and just not run out of gas sometimes, even when you're elite. I mean, look at the, what the Patriots did. They ran out of gas at the wrong time. The Super Bowl. You know, the Dolphins just never did it. And then they played less games, too. Wasn't that many games as it was. It wasn't 16 games. Okay. But they still was undefeated. Back then, that team played 14 games. The Dolphins, 72. Um, 1972, and then they won. They played three playoff games, made them 17-0. You know, the Patriots that year, they had to be 
they had to be 16 and 0, and then they had to go 19 and 0, but they was 18 and 1. And well, it was different. Wait, 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 wait. They won 16, and yeah, it was, they ended up being 17 and 1 because it's the first round bye. Um, first round by one, two, 18 and one. My bad. There I go. 18 and one. Sorry. Off my game. But yeah, uh, that was the Patriots. They didn't win. They could have been 19 and no. Already was beating, beat the Dolphins playoff record, but they, they didn't win at all. So it didn't mean anything, you know, um, some people might argue, oh, they only had that many games, man. That stuff is still phenomenal. It went 17 and 0. They didn't get beat. And um they played three games in the playoffs. It's not like that now. You get you you can play two. Or you can play three. You can play three games in the playoffs, for sure, and be now you're gonna be 19 and 0, right? Now you'll be 20 and 0. Think of that. You'll be 20 and 0. All right. So that's how it's going to be now. Um, but back then, you know, you're 14 and you get a first round by, uh, you play three games. So now people will talk about that, but will somebody say the rules? The rules are different. You can't complain about I'll be hating that complaining thing. Listen, the rules are the rules. Yeah, they wouldn't last. And they wouldn't. How do you know how tough a human being would be? So I think that that makes no sense when you talk about rules and talk about games. We don't know how tough a human being would be. We don't know that. Um, so, yeah, Philadelphia looks good, man. It looks real good. Um, but I just feel like, yes, I'm saying that. I don't know. I think they're going to lose. They're going to be 14-3. and three. Um, But because I, I just think it's so hard to win, be undefeated. But if anything can be undefeated, it's Philly. It's not – Everybody now, everybody wants to say Kansas City is it because they have Patrick Mahomes, but no, they're not that team. And Kansas City had a, a hell of a tough stretch with Mahomes. That's what made it so MVP like. I mean, it was tough for him. He had some tough losses. Uh, getting there, if it wasn't for Hurts being hurt, they wouldn't have lost another game in the regular season. They wouldn't have lost against Dallas because if you look at it, Gardner Minshew almost beat them. Gardner Minshew. People talk about Dallas. Just think about this. Philadelphia beat Cooper Rush, and he was hot on a hot streak. Everybody was questioning the quarterback. When Gardner Minshew got on there, it wasn't like that. <laughs> Gardner Minshew didn't have no hot streak. All right, Gardner Minshew is a, a good quarterback. You know, he just had a little, he had a better year before year before last than he did last year. But he did throw for over three hundred yards on him, um, almost beat him in a bad game. Minshew had almost beat the Dallas Cowboys. It wasn't like that with Cooper Rush. It didn't happen. Same thing with San Francisco. They talk about all the time about Brock Purdy being out. That only had nothing to do with your defense. Defense gave up 31 points. Defense gave up 31 points. And how about all the other times that San Fran, I mean, they always replacing quarterbacks. Why y'all making excuses now? Because the Eagles knocked both of them out. It, but like... It's just the Eagles mentality. Sue hadn't played that. Sue played with the Eagles, but he didn't play all season. For him to be the one to come in there and make make a play to knock out Josh Johnson, you know, as the backup guy and hadn't been with the team all year. Just says wonders about how the Eagles, I mean, you just have to have confidence. 
I've watched the Eagles so many years after last year and what happened and what they did. Then you got to honor the year before. Just big. So I'm out, y'all. Listen, it's a break in Zach Cunningham and Miles Zach with the Eagles. The Eagles are just they're, they're going to be tough to beat. I'm out, y'all. Follow the leader. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. I'm out. Follow the leader. Now, it's a damn good word. 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 Now, it's a damn good word.